You're listening to The Humaning Podcast with real conversations as we call bullshit on everything capitalism, the patriarchy, and white supremacy culture has duped us into believing about self-care, mental health, fitness, wellness, and all things life. I am Steph Galante, and I created this show to support badass people doing solidarity work in pursuit of disrupting these systems in their lives and communities. Together, we'll discuss how systems of oppression are keeping us unwell and disconnected from ourselves and each other, and how to best support you in creating more aligned self-care practices that will help you human more easily. It's the shit we need to talk about. Hey there. We did it, friends. We made it through the new year, new you, messaging out in dominant culture and into this second to last week of January. We did it. How is life landing for you these days? I had originally planned to air this episode uh, during the second week of January, but life had its own plans. Uh, We have just not had our luck with um, sickness. We've had strep in the house. I had that on top of a sinus infection. Um, We're still dealing with strep, some COVID. It's been a rough month to say the least. Um, But we were lucky we had two adorable snow happenings. midway through all of this and it was really fun and exciting because I really love the snow and where I live in New Jersey we usually get snow in the winter but we've been in apparently in a snow drought (laughs) for the last two years or so and we barely even got a dusting last year Um, and the year before that we got one good snowstorm that happened luckily on my oldest's birthday which, of course, if you love snow as a kid, was really cool. But honestly, to have such little snow is uncharacteristic of where we live. And I really missed it. So it was really fun to have two snowstorms within the span of seven days. And I have to be honest, it felt as though nature's like messaging of keep slowing down was kind of like in our face and you know like we were being not only encouraged but kind of forced to keep that top of mind you have kind of detached yourself from that dominant narrative for a while now I know for me I still find that there is this pressure or I feel a little guilt or shame if I haven't like if it's something I want to do and I haven't done it by now that's still that time frame of like by the end of January that I'm feeling a certain way about myself if I haven't yet. And so if this is something important to you, um, check out the last episode, episode 43, um, because, you know, I I talk about creating this practice from a a more decolonized mindset, um, one that allows us to be really intentional and connected to like our purpose for, for being here, our purpose for how we live our lives each day and you know please feel free to check that out but again also just reminding you that it's okay if you don't have a area of focus for your year um, set yet it's okay if you never set one it's also okay if you set one and it changes 
But for today's conversation, I really want to talk about winter's messaging and theme. And I know we've been talking about this um, in, you know, recent episodes. And there's a piece that I really want to focus on, you know, because winter, we're still in winter, (laughs) by the way. Uh, Sometimes I feel like dominant culture, you know, doesn't allow us to really remember that we are in winter in terms of the invitation to slow down, to turn inward, to rest, to reflect, to rejuvenate, and to imagine. Because there's really like a huge-ass conflict, right, between the way dominant culture is behaving itself and this um, this invitation, right? And so I'm curious for you, like, are you seeing a clash between that invitation and the way you are seeing, like, life happening out in the world? Um, I, I have friends who work like out in the world, out in the public, in public organizations, and they're, they, they've been telling me, sharing with me how it's been a really tough um, adjustment, you know, where they're, they're wanting to kind of be slow and be intentional and, you know, be caring of themselves as they begin a new year, but they are also working with and for people who you know, have initiatives and have resolutions and have these goals in mind that they're just, you know, raring to go on and that it's been a real struggle for them these last couple of weeks to kind of navigate this. And that sounds really hard. I also feel like another complicated piece that we don't talk about enough is that winter starts at a really busy time, right? We're talking about the holiday season with Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa happening, holidays happening often simultaneously or near to one another. I do believe that there sometimes is also a Muslim um, holiday happening. So my apologies if I'm leaving any um, holidays out. Feel free to bring them to my attention, although you do not have to do that labor. I certainly can do that research on my own. Um, you know, and this is all happening amidst like the end of the year wrap ups. And then, you know, the, the beginning of the New Year's resolution, get healthy, get organized, plan out your success path for the year kind of conversations happening. Right. And this is all happening during the darkest days of the year. And so there is a disconnect there. Right. That rubs up. And. There's because there's so much hustle and bustle that's involved in these events, whether it is the holidays, whether it's the end of the year wrap ups, whether it is, you know, starting to think about what it is that you want to focus on for the following year. And that's the exact opposite of what's happening in nature. And you might say, well, Steph, you know, like one of the invitations for winter is to imagine, right? It's to kind of plan for what you want to come. Yes, for sure. But, you know, nature is happening in three-month seasons and so um there isn't really anything happening in nature and there's I don't believe there to be the invitation or that we should um kind of think about the invitation in terms of like okay well we need to have everything set within a couple of weeks right like there's dormancy that's happening for the whole three-month period and this is all coming on the heels of that glitch period which is also right? A challenging time when we're switching from one season to the next. So much of this can leave us feeling uneasy, can leave us feeling overwhelmed, can leave us feeling lethargic, 
sometimes all of it at the same time. Now, for me, in the last couple of years prior to 2023, I did start to slow down um, towards the end of the year, um, the last two weeks specifically, the last couple of years, uh, because I started to really feel like it was essential, like to my mental health. It was as if I needed that in order to even just try to begin to recover from the year's worth of overwhelm and burnout. And it did help. And um, last year in, uh, you know, 2023, I felt as though I, or sorry, 2022 leading into 2023, I felt as though I had created enough of a strong foundation where I could slowly ease into the new year as well, right? So I did the easing out of 2022 and I started 2023 kind of slow as well and I did find that to be hard when you know my husband went back to teaching January 2nd my kids went back to school and like their winter sports began for me teaching at Rutgers um, I don't begin until the end of or middle of January so I have like a little bit of a two-week period where I can be a little slower yes of course I have my business right but I can be intentional about how I spend my time in what I'm doing for my business And so I noticed that when even as I was slowing things down in my business in January last year, that I still felt, you know, this pressure, this struggle between the hustle and bustle, the the, uh, demands of my kids and my husband's schedule and this slowness that I still wanted. And so I found myself being really intentional about other ways beyond my business that I was slowing down. This year, this past year in fall 2023, right? So I kind of did that in January. Um, And then when I got to fall this past year, I started to think about like, how am I coming to the slowdown this year? I had been thinking about starting the slowdown maybe a week earlier in December. So rather than just the last two weeks, maybe it's the last three weeks and getting that, you know, full three weeks of intentional slowdown before January 1st or 2nd when, you know, my kids and my husband go back to school. And then, you know, I started to brainstorm from then as to what my January slowdown would look like. But if you've been around (laughs) the show for a little while, Um, you know that life really played out very differently than I had planned with my dad's passing in November. Um, And so my slowdown at the end of 2023 and and into now has been for a whole other set of reasons that I never expected, right? And it has everything to do with the black hole that I'm kind of living in now um, as I try to wrap my mind around my dad. But I want to make sure to remind you that whether or not you've had a life-altering event happen in 2023 or, you know, earlier than that, you know, the state of the world is really weighing on our collective mental and emotional well-being. And I know you know that, right? But I think it, I think it's worthwhile to say. I think that we really need to say it. I don't think that, you know, you know how sometimes people will be like, well, if you say things over and over and over again, it loses its value, it loses its 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 essence. But I, for this, I don't think it's it's that applies because I think that we need to continue to remind ourselves that, you know, what we are experiencing, this collective overwhelm, this collective stress, it is it is something that is worth naming as often as we can right? So that we don't forget it. So we don't bypass ourselves. So we don't gaslight ourselves into trying to feel differently because 
we've forgotten why we feel this way in the first place, right? So with that reminder, if you feel like you are just not into starting the year with a bang or having some sort of focus, you know, that's okay. (laughs) You know, if you're feeling like you really need to continue to slow things down or maybe you got caught up in, you know, things kind of picking up pace at this time and you're like, no, this does not feel good then, you know, maybe this is the invitation to listen to that. I don't know, right? Like, because I feel as though for those of us who are doing the hard work of of liberating ourselves from the BS of dominant culture, we still find ourselves up against that rub, right? There, There can be a tug of war happening. And sometimes we find ourselves kind of going back to old habit and sometimes we find ourselves standing our ground, but that's really hard. Um, and so I, I invite you to just notice what's coming up for you as I talk about this and as we can conti- as we continue to talk today. Um, you know, over the course of 2023, a lot of the spaces I held, I was talking about Ayurvedic science and wisdom, you know, in terms of our well-being throughout the year and also talking about shifting our minds to remember that each season is three months long, right? We don't have to rush through it to enjoy it all. We don't have to rush through it to get to the other side of it. You know, and, and even more importantly, each of these seasons has a specific purpose in nature and a specific purpose I believe that we are called to as well. And so in terms of nature cycle, winter is our dormant phase, our planning phase. It's our, you know, kind of regeneration or rejuvenation phase so that in spring we can begin to tend the soil and begin our initial planting. Summer is more planting and some reaping. And then fall is our final reaping, our cleanup and our wind down phase. And so I'm wondering, you know, we have about eight more weeks of winter. How can you take a note from nature and continue to reflect, continue to rest and recalibrate, to rejuvenate, imagine, you know, very slowly and expansively and continue slow planning through the first half of March? Because the reality is spring does not begin to like March 18th or something this year. I'm curious, how might you deepen habits or create new ones if that's what you want to do around this part of nature's cycle in your life? One of um, Ayurveda's guiding principles of self-care is take it easy. And I don't know about you, but what comes to mind when I hear that phrase is often softening intensity, maybe not pushing too hard or so hard, maybe even leisure. And within the principle of taking it easy are a variety of practices, including but not limited to hobbies, quiet time, time to yourself, as well as rest practices. I've been talking about all of this all last year, this first, the first season of the podcast. So feel free, um, you know, to tune into past episodes or, you know, just stick here with this. Um, you know, I find that especially in, in the circles that I'm in, you know, I'm around so many people who really do enjoy the December slowdown, who really look forward to it, who find it to be something essential and wanting to maintain that as January begins. I'm finding more and more people really do want to align with winter's, um, with, with winter's vibe. Um, and so I'm curious for you, um, you know, which piece of this hobbies, quiet time, time to yourself or rest practices, where, which is kind of emerging for you as, um, 
you know, something that you want to continue with. Because maybe you did do these things during your December slowdown and even your, maybe your initial January slowdown if you had one. Um, and maybe that l- fell off a little bit in the last week or two. Maybe it fell off prior to that. I don't know. But I'm curious, like, what's emerging for you right now that's like, oh my gosh, pick me. This is what I need, <laughs> you know? Um, I know for me, when I am busy, uh, my hobbies are what gets pushed to the side. Um, in, and if you've been around the show uh, the last few months or, or so, um, you know that in the last year or so, I've been deliberate about creating blank space in my day. That space where I don't schedule meetings. I don't, you know, it's a space and time where I'm not doing um, errands or, you know, stuff around the house since I work from home most days. And I instead have some quiet time or time to myself or do rest practices because I've noticed that they are truly necessary for my daily well-being, specifically for my mental and emotional fortitude. But hobbies, for some reason, I find maybe it's because it's like something that I do for like personal enjoyment. And in my mind, and this might be where capitalism dies hard for me, in my mind, I view them as not as like as essential as, um, you know, quiet time, time to myself and rest practices. And so it gets pushed aside. And I'm not saying that they are not as essential, but somehow I've convinced myself of that. And you know, like when free time and resources, including money, are limited, something's going to get pushed aside. So for me, it tends to be hobbies. So I'm curious, you know, what are you noticing for yourself as I talk about myself? I'm always interested and feel free to always reach out and share. I And I, you know, I, I want you also to create space as, as you're considering all of this to like where the resistance is coming up. Like where is capitalism? Where is dominant culture? you know, coming up, white supremacy culture, like where's all that coming into either where you find yourself pushing things aside, where you find yourself maybe bypassing yourself, gaslighting yourself even, um, you know, what, where are some of your beliefs, you know, where are the, the ties still um, coming up and where might there be some resistance as you begin to consider something different, right? Because usually there's, there's a rub, right? Like, with here, even for those of us who are deep in the work of decolonization and in liberating ourselves, right? It's hard. But as you know, the shift is necessary, right? And so, you know, here's the thing, right? Like, you may be like, Steph, man, I really just, uh, there's this one thing I really love to do for myself. And I just, you know, I find that the struggle is real, right? Like there's a tug of war happening between like how I want to show up to my self-care, the things I want to do for myself and kind of the pull of old processes and procedures, right? Because I'm busy. I've got a lack of time and energy. I've got a lack of resources possibly, right? Um, you know, and, and so, and, and I'm here, you know, like in this lack place because of burnout and overwhelm, right? In the systems we're living in. And I know sometimes that can cause us to feel like there's like an all or nothing approach, right? Maybe an implementation of like hard or extreme boundaries because 
whether it's due to a lack of time of ener- time or energy or maybe, you know, old habits die hard, right? And you haven't yet worked out a better way to where there's a little bit more balance. And remember, balance doesn't mean 50-50, but where you've got some space and time to do this thing you want or to create a sustained habit, you know, like you may decide, okay, well, I'm just going to totally go off social media. Like you kind of quit things to- cold turkey, right? You implement these really hard or rigid boundaries. Um, and not to say that that's bad, right? But remember, it's not sustainable. And and what we want to look to is not just something that works for a period of time in terms of, you know, to give us that little bit of relief. Um, we want to look toward, because yes, we do need a little bit of relief. So don't get me wrong. But the what I really want you to start to consider is something sustainable, right? And in case you're telling yourself that if you just work harder, if you just become more efficient, plan or organize or control more, that you'll get to the other side of busy, overwhelm, burnout, and be able to do what you want to create spot, space, time, capacity for. There's, there literally, you, you cannot, like there's no amount of hard in terms of like if you just work harder, they're just, you can't work hard enough to get to the other side because burnout doesn't work that way. Overwhelm doesn't work that way. The system doesn't work that way. It's not about doing more or being more or being more efficient, organized, planned, or having more control. And since the bullshit of the systems isn't going to slow down anytime soon, not to say we're not making dents because we are, right? It's just not possible to work hard enough to get to the other side of this BS, right? Where there, you know, it's not like if you work hard enough, you'll get to the place where there's more space, time, and capacity. Because that do- that doesn't exist. You have to be able to create the space, time, and capacity with where you are now, right? And I know that's hard. That's really hard to sit with. But if you're really wanting to keep the slowdown going, if you want to continue to answer nature's call to reflect, to rest, to recalibrate, rejuvenate, imagine, and plan through the first week of, or the first few weeks of March, what needs to shift is not trying to do more or find just the right practices or doing it them just the right way. Instead, what needs to shift is learning to be with the resistance that you're feeling now when, you know, trying to care for yourself in the way that you want to rubs up against you know, the messaging that you're telling yourself, right? Maybe the messaging of dominant culture that's still present for you is learning to be with that resistance and then learning to be with the discomfort as you move and, and, and move through it as you decide to continue with the self-care that you decide to do despite the resistance you're feeling. That's where it is, right? We often focus on the actual practice, right? And the way we come to the practice and how often are we doing the practices and is the practice potent enough, which these are all important things. But what we're not paying attention to enough is being with the resistance and learning to move through the discomfort, right? Because that's where, you know, it's because it's hard. It's hard to be in resistance. It's hard to be with discomfort when life is already so hard, right? It is hard to find the energy to do this and to keep coming back to the practice of being with the resistance and the discomfort. And part of that obviously is the system. Part of that is the overwhelm and the burnout, right? But there's also a lot of doubt, doubt, there's guilt, there's shame, there's should, there's judgment when it comes to trying to do things differently. But remember, 
that's all the byproduct of the systems and breaking away from it. This is part of the disruption process. And so I encourage you, right, to continue to learn to be with the resistance that arises when you want to do something for yourself that's different from what dominant culture says and continue to build the skill of dealing with the discomfort of deciding to go through it anyway. I'm not going to lie. This might be your focus for 2024 (laughs) and 2025 and 2026 and beyond. Because damn, if how we've been conditioned within white supremacy culture and capitalism doesn't die hard, that's the truth of it, right? So what I want you to do is this. Take some time to consider how can you meet yourself when the doubt, guilt, shame, should, and judgment creep in when there is a rub between what you want to do and what dominant culture is saying. Or maybe what your narrative is saying. How will you be with the resistance and the discomfort? Will you be th- breathe through it? Will you sit with it? Will you name it? Will you give it a seat at your desk? Right When that resistance come up, comes up, what will you do? And how may you begin to build the skill of dealing with discomfort, of deciding to follow through with this self-care practice that you want to do, even when life gets in the way? How will you actually deal through actions with the doubt the guilt, the shame, should, and judgment that creeps in. Remember, my friends, showing up to the work of liberation requires us to be well and in integrity, right? And I know that it's really hard. It's not that you don't care enough about your self-care and your well-being, right? It just feels like there's just not enough space for doing what we need to do out in the world and caring for ourselves, I encourage you to continue on this path, right? And the and one of the best things you can do for yourself is to release the pressure, right? Because there's so much. And that's what we have to do because these systems, right, they're in place. We are poking holes. We are disrupting it to continue to do this, to continue to move forward with this. We first have to release the pressure. We've got to soften the tension and we've got to gain some clarity when it comes to our care as we continue to move forward. You can talk about this in real time with me, one-on-one in a release the pressure call. And how that works is we meet on Zoom for blocking off 90 minutes to discuss where where you're experiencing life and how you want to feel as you move through it. And of course, we can meet for less time if you don't need that long. And... We'll work on getting some clarity, you know, work through dealing with barriers you're facing and consider steps to meet the resistance and discomfort. And you'll also have customized self-care. I'll offer a few simple shifts to the practices you're doing based on your available time and energy. I may offer a couple of new ones if you're in the space for that. Also that you can release the pressure little by little and begin to move in the direction without that guilt, shame, should, and judgment, or at least with tools to meet yourself there because the ease you're looking for really is possible so friends you can get the the information to book that call with me at stephgalante.com slash release dash the dash pressure dash call you can also just go to my homepage and click on work with me and it'll take you right there and my dears as always before we leave one another i'm offering you up some wrap-up considerations How can you use what we discussed today 
and what comes up for you to human more easily? How can you use it to connect more authentically and deeply to your community, to move towards more, you know, more of a mass mutual alliance uh, situation and away from our individualistic society that white supremacy culture gives us? How can you continue to uplift those in your, comu- your community, especially those with um, identities that are more marginalized than your own? I know, big time questions. But until next time, my friend, please be kind. Please be gentle to yourself. Be compassionate to yourself, just as you would to those who are most precious to you, whether that's a human, an animal baby, or a plant. And remember, I really love to hear from you. I cannot even begin to describe to you how it feels when people reach out, letting me know they listened, letting me know something resonated, that something provoked (laughs) some sort of something happening within them that they needed to sit with, whatever it is. Um, And so please, please reach out and share this with me. I really do love it. Of course, if you have any ideas for things that you want me to discuss in future episodes, share that. And if you've been loving the show, I, I would love and appreciate if you would share this with your nearest and dearest. And also, please leave a review and or a rating. It truly helps. Now, my friend, remember you are a badass and you are enough. Go be your favorite self and be well. Humaning is a production of Steph Galante Self-Care, LLC. The show is produced by me, Steph Galante. You can find blog posts of some of the episodes on the episode page at stephgalante.com slash podcast, along with the transcript of today's episode and any other resources I shared today. If you're ready to create more aligned practices for yourself, head to stephgalante.com to learn more about creating a personalized self-care plan within the Holistic Self-Care Collective and coaching with me. You are a badass and you are enough. See you next time. Be well.